Welcome to Core Parenting Conversations with Kaylee. My name is Kaylee Kukwa, and I've spent the last decade supporting children and families with challenging behaviors. As a mom of two, I appreciate how overwhelming and exhausting parenthood can often be. So I'm taking all of my book knowledge and combining it with real life experiences to change the dialogue around parenting. We'll have powerful conversations that always include practical tips so you can walk away feeling inspired and empowered to make simple yet impactful changes in your family's life. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another core parenting conversation. And we are in the midst of a behavior bite series. So today we are going to shift the series a little bit. And instead of talking about a common childhood challenging behavior, we're going to talk about a common parent behavior that many of us do when we are operating on automatic pilot. Just like when I discuss children's behavior, I do this from a place of empathy, understanding, and curiosity. My goal is to raise awareness around it, understand why it's happening, and what we could do differently to shift our own behavior to be more helpful. In no way does this come from a place of shame or judgment, because listen, I do it, we all do it, we've all been there. And just like with any of my work, I fully acknowledge the human peace in us. These are behaviors that I do. So I'm not speaking down to you from a pedestal. Quite the opposite. Quite the opposite, my friend. I'm speaking from a place amongst you and sharing the conversations that I have with myself, like in my own head, to remind me of what I need to do to be helpful instead of escalate the situation. That being said, today I want to focus on the parent behavior of the reactive no. And that's what I call the no's that we throw out almost automatically with our children without pausing and considering their point of view or reflecting on our own needs or concerns or maybe even pausing long enough to get curious about What are they actually asking? Why are they asking this? What's their motivation? What is their goal? The reactive no can often lead to a power struggle or scenarios where our children keep asking. I call this like chicken pecking. They're just going to peck, peck, peck until they wear you down and begging until we resentfully snap back something like, fine, I don't care. Just stop asking me. I probably don't need to spend too much time explaining why that's not really helpful, right? It, <laughs> it really compromises our integrity. That is, it's important that we say what we mean and we mean what we say and we say it kindly. If we give off this dysregulated, quick, reactive response and then eventually shift our answer from a state of reactivity, so that's the, no, you can't do that right now and fine, just take it and just leave me alone. Give me a minute. I just need quiet. Okay, both very reactive but opposite answers to the same question in a very short amount of time sends our children very mixed messages and invites this power struggle. It teaches them they can wear us down 
mom or dad or whomever really isn't that certain. So I need to keep bumping up against this boundary. Remember, children's job is to bump up against this boundary and check it. Our job is to facilitate the boundary and be that confident, sturdy leader. Before I jump into practical tips for shifting this reactive no, I do want to acknowledge that a huge piece of managing our own reactivity is to attune to ourselves, be aware of our own needs, and develop a practice for completing our own stress cycle to reduce that low simmering dysregulation that we so often carry around throughout the day. Because look, even when things are relatively calm, right? Life, parenthood throws us little mini stressors all day long. And if we're not continuously completing that stress cycle, it's just building up in us. So core members have access to the triggers and stress cycle workshop and handouts that are all in the core membership vault. So if you want to deep dive into that, you can go into the core vault and access those workshops and handouts. Our reactivity not only invites the dysregulated power struggle, but it also shuts down a preemptive conversation we could have with our child to better understand what they're saying and invite proactive collaboration, which is such a great opportunity to connect and facilitate and scaffold skills for our child, which I'm I'm going to get into in a few minutes. For example... If my child asks to get a craft project down and I've been cleaning for hours and I can't even begin to think about another mess to deal with, I may be inclined to quickly say, no, that's not happening right now. Nothing is coming out of that craft closet. Not one pencil. (laughs) That quick shutdown will probably trigger my child into a more explosive reaction. Their earnest attempts to plead their case, which will only further annoy me, frustrate me. You're not listening. You're not hearing me. So what do I do? I get louder, bigger, more intense. And very quickly, we're both working to escalate one another. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Here's the thing. I get it. I know when we go on autopilot due to overwhelm, fatigue, or stress, I can absolutely just say no because even the thought of something like a craft mess is just too much for me to even compute in my head at that moment. But over the years, I've recognized how explosive these exchanges quickly become And I've taken more responsibility for my own regulation and learned that by slowing down the moment, even slowing down the no, I'm better able to gauge a situation. I'm better able to regulate my own reactivity and therefore better able to co-regulate with my child instead of co-escalate. So how do you shift (laughs) from a reactive no into a more slower, collaborative mindset while managing my own stress. It seems like a tall order, but let me tell you, just a simple little five-step process can really help slow that moment down. And we slow the moment down when it doesn't feel so urgent, when it's not coming from a place of reactivity. All of a sudden, it's much easier to work through, accept, process, and collaborate. 
So I'm going to tell you the five steps and then we're going to work through a quick example. So one, I always start by rephrasing and repeating what my child says. So we actually, this is one full day in the Get Silly Challenge. If you recall that from previous episodes, I do it about once a quarter. It's evergreen available in the core membership. But the rephrase and repeat, also called reflecting what the child is saying, allows me to process their request, take that extra moment just when I'm basically regurgitating what they just said to me and let them know I heard them. And I'll give you an example of that in a minute, but just know it's this reflection or rephrase and repeat. Step two, get curious and go for understanding. Three, we're going to reflect that answer again. So lots of reflection just to slow the moment down and not put such a cognitive demand on ourselves to have an answer right away. Four, state my concern. I'm allowed to have a concern about the situation. Five, listen and either collaborate if appropriate or assert a clear boundary. Just because we're slowing it down doesn't mean we're not saying no, but we might be able to say yes to something if we slow it down and understand it a little bit better. Okay, so let's go through this with a quick real life example. My child comes to me and says, I want to do a craft. Okay, we're going to stick with this situation. And I just spent the last three hours cleaning. And like the last thing I want to think about is paint or glitter or clay or any of the other things my kids might find in the craft closet. So let's go through the step. That step one, reflect or rephrase and repeat what my child says. This allows me to process what they said for an extra moment and lets them know I heard them. So sometimes if you ever talk to someone and maybe they're slower to respond and you're like, "Uh, hello, and they're like, oh, I'm just thinking about it. Okay. Children have a very difficult time understanding that. So that's why this allows, like tells them I heard you, but we are not answering it right away. So he asks, can I go get something out of the craft closet? And I may say something back to him like, oh, you're thinking about doing a craft. If you've tried the Instagram parenting tips and tricks to gain connection and cooperation with your child and it's still not working, or maybe you just want to grow your parenting toolbox or grow your own personal skill set. If you feel confused about how to respond to some of your child's bigger behavior, or maybe you need the encouragement and accountability to make the changes you know you and your family need, CORE offers the weekly support and tools to make these powerful shifts within a supportive, uplifting community. We talk about real-life parenting, not the neat and clean two-dimensional examples given on social media. You can learn more about my core membership program by heading to www.kayleekukla.com backslash core. It's a month to month membership. You can cancel it at any time, no strings attached, and it's meant to be on demand parenting support. So you can access it when it's needed and when it's convenient for you. The link is in the show notes to learn more. And now back to this core conversation with Kaylee. Basically restated what he just said. Okay. And I'm also pausing expectantly waiting for him to reply. Oh, so you're thinking of doing a craft. I pause and wait for his response. And while I'm waiting for them to confirm or add to this request, so maybe get more specific, 
maybe just confirm it, right? I'm slowing my body down. I'm taking a breath. I'm focusing on what they're saying. And I'm pausing all the other thoughts in my brain that could be contributing to my overwhelm or stress. Then, number two, get curious and go for understanding. So in our house, and I still have a craft closet from like my teaching days and all kinds of stuff, okay? So we have a big a big selection in there. I'm going to get curious and say, oh, well, what were you thinking of doing? Because it could literally range from simple pipe cleaners and making like sculptures. They like to make chains and bend them and join them together in really cool things, pipe cleaners, to rolls of paper with finger paint, okay? So there's, there's a wide messy factor there to consider. Well, what were you thinking of doing? So I'm getting a little more information and I'm waiting, I'm pausing for their response. When they give me the response, then I'm going to reflect that answer back to them. So kind of loop back to step number one. Oh, you want to get the beads down. Were you thinking of doing the perler beads, which are like the fuse beads or the iron beads, you know, where they make things and then you can melt them with the iron and they stick together? Well, what do you want to make out of those? So I'm kind of trying to figure out, do they have like a specific project in mind? Is this a project maybe we can do somewhere else or some other time? Or is it just one they want to do? Or are they just kind of randomly, frantically pulling something out of thin air and they're not really sure what they want to do? So I'm, I'm trying to help them organize their own thoughts. So it's something very specific I'm either committing to or saying no to. <laughs> very specific. Okay, so that brings up step number four. State my concern. I'm allowed to have a concern here. My concern with the beads is I just vacuumed the floor. And those beads have a tendency to wind up all over the floor. And I don't want to vacuum again. Hello, that's valid. Like, who wants to re-vacuum what they just vacuumed, especially when they've been cleaning for so long, right? Now, I'm going to pause here for a minute because step five can go either way. We can either listen and collaborate, you know, and this, some people might say this is like the negotiation phase, but no, this is a really great opportunity to allow your child to invite them into problem solving with you. I don't want to vacuum. Are you willing to vacuum? Do you want to put a towel down? Do you want to do them in a place that maybe I haven't vacuumed yet, right? There's a lot of possibilities there. If that's truly my underlying concern, And the only way I can identify that underlying concern is if I slow down and I really think through it. And while I'm thinking through it out loud with my child, I'm inviting them into that process as well, this problem solving and collaboration process as well. So just because we're not reacting with a no, we're still guiding our child through really important skill development, which is discipline. So many good things are happening here. What is a quick little overview of what collaboration sounds like? With my older child, he's eight now, and I can do this with my five-year-old as well. They've had lots and lots of practice doing this and talking this way. I can say something as broad, as general as, well, what's your plan if the beads fall on the floor? And chances are, my eight and my five-year-old, because we've had these type of conversations so much, they'll be able to contribute some really insightful ideas about this. For younger children, we may need to help 
by asking simple WH questions or giving choices. So that might sound like, well, if the beads fall on the floor, are you willing to get out the little vacuum and vacuum them up or sweep them up or pick them up with your hands or Maybe you can do them on a towel instead, and then we just have to lift up the towel and dump it in. Right? So you could give them a couple examples of some potential solutions for younger kids who may need that extra practice, that extra support, figuring this out and problem solving. So those are a couple examples of collaboration when maybe you find a yes. Maybe you're slowing down, you're out of that, react, that state of reactivity, and you're able to find a yes and collaborate. But sometimes it's just no. It's, it's still a no, even if we go through that process. That's okay. We can say no. Saying no is okay. Hear me. By going through the process of this, or at least listening to your child, we're softening the no just a bit because we're connecting with our children. We're still really valuing their point of view, what they have to say, their ideas. We're helping them think through the situation, which is helping them with higher level skills such as planning ahead, task analysis, so breaking something into smaller tasks, empathy, perspective taking. Even if the answer is no, we can still do all of those things through the process and maybe offer them an alternative. Or when we hear their concerns, maybe there is a way to meet their concerns that don't trample on yours, okay? We call that collaboration and problem solving. Now, this doesn't mean that they're going to be happy with the answer. Even if we do all these things, slow down, reflect, offer choices and problem solve and do all that, they may still not like our no. They may still not like our answer. But the situation is less likely to be as explosive, as volatile as if we just said the reactive no and shut down. And we're modeling and supporting the skills that are developing through early childhood. This is discipline. This is what it's all about. This is teaching and learning and leadership and confident, sturdy leadership at that, which helps our children feel safe, secure, and connected to us. So that over time, that sturdy relationship we're providing takes off the edge oftentimes because we have built up this bank of trust and nurturing and understanding and valuing each other. So that's it for this Behavior Bites episode, that parent reactive no. We're going to tackle another parental behavior in a couple days for the next behavior, the final Behavior Bite, actually. We have one more to go in this series. And A part of me wanting to tackle some of the parent behaviors is so we can normalize collectively as parents. Let's just normalize our human moments and bring awareness to them. So instead of providing like shame and guilt as a parent, we simply bring awareness, we notice them, and then stretch ourselves to improve our skills while we support our children. If this episode was helpful for you, please consider sharing or leaving a review or rating. These are helpful ways to spread the message of conscious parenting and cycle breaking, which I deeply believe can change the world. Added ratings and reviews will also help boost the searchability of this podcast, even while I take a break 
from posting new episodes while I go on maternity leave in a couple weeks. Thank you so much for your support. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. And together we're creating a kinder, gentler world for generations to come. Way to go, y'all, and keep it up. Hope you have a wonderful week and we shall meet back here soon another few times. Have a great day.